Control Alt Delete with Miss Joel. Navigating your way through the social, local, and mobile tech talk on show 977. At exactly 10 after 7. Good morning, Mitch. Hey, Terry. Uh, watch Super Bowl? We did. We did yeah. indeed. Special thanks think? to the uh, the Pathy family for having me over. We had, we had a lot of chili. Oh, yeah. We had we had we had a lot of uh lamb and Yes. Lamb. Yeah, very fancy. That's they, a they, fancy they, Super we, Bowl we, party. They, they did this lamb. up. Yeah, this is great. And um <laughs> I'm regretting it today. <laughs> no, you shouldn't regret it. I was saying, uh, Jess and I did the same thing. We said, you know what, we're gonna we're gonna live like uh, normal people. We'll yeah. get back to to tomatoes and grapefruit on Monday. I feel like I say that every Friday, though. Yeah. <laughs> and then Monday, I feel that, I feel exactly the same and regret. Yeah. Uh, let's talk about the uh, Super Bowl as I for you know until the last I would say eight or nine minutes of the game. I thought the Super Bowl, the game was kind of pedestrian, back and forth, back and forth. And then, of course, the big comeback uh, changed that. But I also thought it wasn't a great year for Super Bowl ads. Everybody, everybody, everybody everybody yesterday was talking about the Google ad. Ironically, Google wins the the Super Bowl television ad. Yeah, Canada's also really strange. It's sort of a yeah. hard thing to really gauge yes. and be a judge and jury on. I don't know exactly what the rules are. I feel like there's been some flip-flopping in the past years about giving us access to the American feed versus what we see up here in Canada. Uh, based off of what I saw, I saw a very limited number of the of the major ads that were actually run, yeah. run in the States. Uh, I'm, I'm with you. I think the sort of big three that we were going into talking about, which was Jeep and Groundhog's Day, yeah. uh, Google with Loretta, and I think the Cheetos one with MC Hammer was sort of the other one people were talking a lot about. There are others, of course. Yeah, the Hyundai ad snuck onto on on Canadian television. Yeah, Smart Pocket, which, which, yeah, um, yeah. which I think... Yeah, again, the, the real story here for me is that you sort of got to look at the numbers. So the, the, the price of these ads went up about 3%. They're hitting about $4.5 million for a 30-second spot, which is absurd to think about. And people think it's sort of a moment in time. But the truth is, if you think about the Hyundai ad, which is a great example, it's kind of been running for almost the past week and people talking about it. Yep. What I don't think the, the average person really sees in these ads is the fact that it has a long shelf life. Mm-hmm. People start hyping this a couple months out. There are actual teasers and stuff in social media and YouTube. Uh, people get super excited about it. The recall on the brands, the sort of ads that they run, and then people talking about them is really high when you compare it to other moments. So... You know, is it good or bad? I think there was a lot of really good ads. I think ads are, are have always traditionally been a tough thing. It's a tough so, art form to really nail down. Yeah, my my question in this era though is it is it a chicken and an egg thing? You have to be on the Super Bowl in order to get the buzz to chase you to YouTube and Google to, to, to track them down on social media? I think there's been a lot of brands who have sort of hijacked the moment as well and sort of launched large campaigns while not saying the word Super Bowl specifically right. to sort of build up and, and sort of just, I think, lie in the wake of it. But you are right that I believe the time of Super Bowl ads has extended to months and years, almost right. like Christmas shopping. Right. You know, we sort of put the trees up and the lights out way early. But nobody does an ad... And 
and only runs it on YouTube. You, no, you've got to be, be on the game. You've got to be multi-platform. You've right. got to be on the game. Gotcha. You've got to be pushing it. I definitely know that advertising within the Super Bowl properties, if you're not going to do a, a TV ad, right. is quite significant because there's traffic there too. So, so they're t- sophisticated. TV advertising is not dead. I, that's the look. One is people say I hate advertising. I always say I think we hate bad advertising. Yeah. So I think that advertising that works great is great. TV advertising is challenged. TV advertising is struggling. There's no doubt about it. But when there are moments in time like this, live in the now that we experience together, those are moments where the brands that have the capabilities, meaning money, can really capitalize. Check out the Google ad. It's quite powerful. It's quite an emotional thing. I think that's the key with Super Bowl ads, too, is you have to really go to the edge of emotion. So if you're going to be emotional, it has to be really emotional. If it's going to be funny, it has to be really funny. If you're going to use celebrities, it has to be crazy celebrities. If you can't, Go to the edge like Google does in this and really sort of, is that dust in my eye while you're yeah, watching with a bunch yeah, of other people? Yeah. Um, it's, it's not really effective. Um, let's talk about this European story. I think this is fascinating. Yeah, this is one of those things where you sort of hear this news and go, wait, this isn't commonplace or of course this should be. So yeah. the European Union, I guess now minus the UK, yeah. uh, basically came out and has done this sort of, it's been this 10-year conversation about standardizing mobile chargers. So the little bricks that we use to plug into the wall and the cables. And they basically voted in a landslide vote last week that yes, there will be standardization, meaning every phone, Apple, Samsung, Huawei, whatever it is, will all use the same charging types of devices, which makes perfect sense, but of course makes people like Apple who've been doing the lightning thing and all that for years say, I'm not so sure. I'm not so sure that this helps. The logic behind it is it's better for the environment. We get a lot of these bricks. We toss them away. We don't need them. A lot of different cables. We're spending a lot of money. And and it's about a lot of what they call e-waste. Apple is saying that it stifles innovation because there is Mm -hmm. a certain technology with the speed and transfer and all that stuff. But they're also making the argument that in the short term, it's going to be very problematic for e-waste because we're going to have to toss all the ones we have, basically. Again, Apple in the past couple years has been shifting to the USB-C model, which is what they're sort of talking about as being the standard. But when you see this, it does make you question, should we be, should we have multiple ways to plug these devices in, yeah. right? We have one outlet basically yeah. in the wall. Yeah. Why isn't it the same on the other end? Yeah. How many chargers have you left in hotels and airport oh, lounges? <laughs> listen, here's my expert travel tip for you. If you ever forget a charger, yeah. a power device anywhere, yeah. do not go out and buy one. Just call down to the front desk and go, might you have an extra one? Right. And watch the massive storage unit they pull out <laughs> with cables and chargers. They're and, like umbrellas now. Uh, yeah, they, no, have, your, yeah. have your run at it, my friend. So, yeah, yeah it's a, it, look, yeah. hotels, we, airports, yeah. shopping malls, you name it. We were in a restaurant in, uh, in Vancouver over the holidays and it was raining and and they they gave us umbrellas and we said, well, we, but we're not from here. I don't know when we'll be able to bring them back. So please don't. <laughs> please don't bring them back. We've been trying to get rid of all these umbrellas. Restaurants are another great place. Yeah. If you lost your charger, just ask at the front. Yeah. <laughs> um, quickly on this one, emojis. The reason I'm curious about this is because Vermont announced last week that they may allow emojis on license plates. Oh, that's hilarious. Yeah, yeah I'd heard something like that. I didn't know it was Vermont. But yeah, there's this thing called the Unicode Consortium. And 
believe it or not, there's actually a real governing body here that decides what type of emojis come out because you are messing yeah. with keyboards. It's and, part of the and, Illuminati, I think. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, I actually buy, <laughs> yeah, I actually buy into it because I'm like, yes. if you sort of have free reign on people's keyboards and, yes. and fonts, it makes me yes. a bit edgy. So I kind of do buy into them. But they announced this <laughs> this this year recently that we've got. 117 new emojis coming in 2020, but some of them are really, really cool. We've got uh, some great ones that include a lot of inclusivity, so gender, uh, LGBT. Uh, I, I'm not sure there's a specific flag that's coming. Not sure if it's the transsexual flag or one of those, um, but it's. It, I think it's really cool that they do sort of skin tones and and mm-hmm. funny yeah. things, polar bears and animals. So good news if you like emojis, which I do. I like sort of sending yeah. people. Someone sends me a stupid thing, and I just love sending the emoji of the person shrugging their shoulders, yeah. like, "What are you gonna do?" Yeah. So uh, 117 new ones are coming. Check them out. Lots of animals and pinched fingers and disguised faces yeah. and. And food and, you know, all that stuff you need to do so you don't have to talk to another human. What's your app of the week? Not so much an app, but people ask me often, Lee, what's the sort of stuff you read? Where do you get your insights from? And one of the people that I really love is this guy, Professor Galloway. And he's been a researcher for many years, a very dynamic speaker. But every week he has a little newsletter that he puts out, a little article called No Mercy, No Malice. Uh, He's been on my show a couple times. He's written a couple books. He is really biting intellectual he he holds no punches and his predictions are either way off the mark or uh, exactly spot on he's really a brilliant brain who should be followed so it's no mercy no malice his name is scott galloway you can find them at professorgalloway.com sign up so you know weekly thing little article comes in very very funny very very smart you will not regret it yeah, and intriguing. I, the first uh, title that I saw was AirPods, Azure, and Auschwitz. Yeah, he, he, wow, he goes provocative. Yeah, and he's yeah. very, very personal about the stuff he deals with, wow. and he's great. Thank you, Mitch. Yeah, nice great to see you. See you. Thanks. Well. Mitch Joel, every Monday on Social Tech and Media.